I'm Paul Wiegraf, Director of the Delaware Division of the Arts and your host for today. Joining me today is native Wilmingtonian, composer, vocalist, jazz soloist, and 2021 Artist Fellowship recipient, Faustina Dixon. Welcome, Faustina. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you so much, Paul. Nice seeing you. I can't believe after all the years we've worked together that this is the first time that I've had the opportunity to interview you on, on the show. I'm so glad we're able to chat. Uh, I mean, you have some just fabulous uh, achievements uh, to tout, and I would love to take this 20 minutes or so to, to explore your career, and uh, which has led ultimately to this uh, fellowship grant that you've received. But uh, certainly uh, another opportunity to feature yourself in an upcoming program at the Delaware Theater Company called For Women. But let's first, Faustina, go back to the early years. What got you started in music? Uh, what was your inspiration? What was your training? I grew up in Newcastle, Delaware, and I went to Rosehill Elementary School. And back then, we had music was a part of our lifestyle. They would give you instruments to play. Every kid in my neighborhood had an instrument, a school instrument. Mm -hmm. And uh, so in the third grade, I picked up the clarinet. And as I say in the, the new play, Five Women, um, my mother took me all over Delaware, uh, learning how to play, taking lessons, learning how to play the clarinet. So I just kept taking lessons, kept going to school and being in a band, a marching band, a concert band, and, and that's how it developed. And you just corrected my math. The upcoming show is Five Women, inspired by Nina Simone's song, Four Women. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> You've added one and I, I stand corrected. <laughs> so. So you started on clarinet. Was there a particular reason that instrument? I mean, I started on trombone. Well, my size, because I was a tiny little girl, so okay. I probably picked clarinet because it fit me. And I like the sound. Okay. I like the okay. sound, okay. yeah. Yeah. I mean, clearly you've kept it up and made a career out of it. What was your inspiration for continuing to pursue it? I believe you got a BFA in music. I did, did a BFA in music. I have to think back myself. <laughs> uh, because there's been so many transitions. Um, I ended up getting a master's in educational leadership. Okay. So I had to, um, uh, but music is just, when you have that passion for any of the art, whatever you've been gifted with, when you have a passion for it, you pursue it. Mm -hmm. And, um, Probably some of the external uh, benefits like traveling mm -hmm. and meeting so many people. And I mean, I've been all over the world playing music. Yeah. How, how did you sort of develop your jazz skills? Because it, it, it's an entirely different skill set for the jazz musician. How, how did you come about exploring that and, and developing that? So that's interesting. I, I love that comment. It, comment you just made. It's an entirely different art form. And so, if you were to talk to Duke Ellington or Thelonious Smoke or John Coltrane or Faustina Dixon, uh, actually, most of our training started off with classical music. Mm -hmm. um, 
and there is a connection between classical music and jazz, we related it some kind of way. Mm -hmm. And so, um, it, 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 first of all, the technique that you have to have to play classical music really lends to playing jazz because when you're improvising, if you don't know your instrument fluently, not only the keys, the fingerings, but just know the instrument and the temperament of the instrument, you cannot flow in improvising. Mm -hmm. Now, what led me to jazz music? I don't know. So as I reflect, uh, because there's a line in five women of that sort, and I say, um, I don't know when I started listening to jazz music, mm -hmm. but just now when you said something, it's possible that when I was taking uh, classical piano lessons from Dr. Cooper and Dr. Moore at the old Christina Cultural Arts on, it was called Christina Swedes. Swedes. When they, they were down near Old Swedes Church there. Old Swedes Church. Yeah. In yep. Old Swedes Church. Yeah. And Mr. Boyd Lowry would be practicing the jazz band. So you know who, for those who don't know who Robert Boise Lowry is, he's the one who taught Clifford Brown and Ernie Watts and me and uh, hundreds of other musicians, uh, which led to what we know as the Clifford Brown Jazz Festival. I mean, he taught Clifford Brown. Mm -hmm. And so Robert Lowry is very well known nationally in terms of his contributions as an instructor, as an innovator, as a... Um, 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 as an inspiration mm -hmm. in, in uh, teaching so many people. But I would hear Mr. Lowry and the big band practicing in the old suites. I'd be taking lessons. And then upstairs, I'd be taking, um, I took modern dance and tap okay. <laughs> with, with Miss King, who was about 101 years old. <laughs> She is still living, and she lives in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. And I'm thinking it's possible that in my going to lessons, I might have picked up this sound called jazz, and I probably started snooping. And um, then by the time I got to high school, um, I was sold mm. and wanting to learn how to play jazz. So I would say I started playing jazz somewhere in high school and it's, uh, yeah, and I started taking jazz lessons from Mr. Lowry um, and some kind of how I picked up the baritone saxophone. So when I got to high school, my line says, when I got to high school, I had to decide which high school I was going to go to. Okay. Illawar High School, which is my local community high school, did not have a jazz band. Okay. St. Mark's did. So okay. when I got to high school, I went to St. Mark's High, baby. St. Mark's had a jumping high school band. We had Count Basie, we had Manny Ferguson. As a matter of fact, Count Basie's baritone saxophone player, Johnny Williams, sent me my first professional baritone saxophone strap from New York City. Talk, talk about that. Talk about the range that you've sort of developed an expertise in. 
Well, so I went to Boston University for one year, majoring in pre-med, and then I transferred to Berkeley College of Music. Okay. Um, because it was it had it focused on jazz music, and um, so after the second year, I went to California for the break, for the summer break from from school, and um, it, it's I don't want to give everything away, but I I. That's when I auditioned for Marvin Gaye. Okay. And I made, uh, I worked with Marvin for four years, Marvin Gaye for four years. Then I became a studio musician. And as a studio musician, you had to play more than one instrument. Mm -hmm. so you had to be a woodwind specialist. So you had to play uh, bare bottom, um, at least clarinet as, as a baritone saxophone player, clarinet bass clarinet, alto, soprano, and uh, then my baritone. Okay. So we call those doubles. And as a studio musician, every instrument you could double on, uh, you made more money, courtesy right. hours. Right. So that's how I got to, um, you know, play more than one um, woodwind instrument. And to be honest with you, a lot of the more mature Cats had played a double reed instrument, and that's mm -hmm. the one thing I never did learn how to play a double reed instrument. So I missed oboe, English horn, yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. I missed well, a few gigs because of that, Paul. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I I want to continue with uh, talking about your career, your development as as a musical artist, but let me first. Remind our listeners that you are tuned into Delaware State of the Arts here on News Radio 1450 WILM and 1410 WDOV. Our guest today is Faustina Dixon, native Delawarean, composer, vocalist, jazz soloist, and uh, 2021 Artist Fellowship recipient from the Delaware Division of the Arts. Faustina, talk a little bit. You mentioned earlier about your, your travels and where your music has taken you. Talk about some of the places you've been and some of the musicians you've worked with over the years, the, the very few years that you've been playing. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man, Paul, I tell you, I remember I worked with uh, Gershwin Gala, and I don't talk about this one too often, but that was a very important tour for me because the longevity of that tour, it was like almost a year or a year and some change. And we was playing all Gershwin music. Mm. Um, and it was called Gershwin Gala. And we traveled so many places in Europe. And, and, and what stands out is we got to go to Israel. And mm. we was in Tel Aviv for three weeks. Right off the water. And I got to visit Jaffa. And oh, man, just such a wonderful experience. Um, it was so long and so tedious because being on the road is not easy that I think we ended up counting 21 people left the organization throughout that year. And the music director who was Donna Brown, Donna Brown, uh, she would have to fly more people from U.S. and, you know, they go home and here comes some more coming in. But what a job she had. But um Gershwin Gala stands out. And then I worked with James Flood Armour. Um, he toured uh, so many places in Germany, Brussels, and um, 
I can't even name them all, but I, I've been, I've never been to East Europe, um, but I've been so many places. And then Asia, uh, Marvin was uh, Marvin Gaye. I keep thinking everybody knows. When I say Marvin, everybody should know which Marvin <laughs> I'm talking about. Right, right. <laughs> but Marvin, he was, uh, the, that was the first and only time I've been to Japan. Okay. So I need to get back to Japan. Um, and then all over the United States. But you, I mean, you've worked as, as a soloist, you've worked in small ensembles, and you've also worked in big band. I think working in the ensemble is quite different from working in the big band. Yeah, yeah, that's a good question. So, for example, the Gerald Wilson big band, the Leslie Drayton big band, the Frank Foster big band. A lot of people don't know Frank Foster. So Frank Foster wrote many classic jazz songs like Shining Stockings. He wrote a lot of music for Count Basie. Um, he was a very prominent mentor in my life, not only like a father figure, him and his wife, Cecilia Foster, um, but also as a, a, a musician, he just taught me so much in terms of how to improvise. Mm -hmm. So in a big band, particularly me playing baritone saxophone, I was, I was a support system. Now, a lot of people in the woodwind section will say that the baritone saxophone player is like the drummer of the section. Okay. It's like the drummer. The drummer for the big band is not on cue and hitting when he should be supporting the big band, which you have how many pieces? Five, ten, fifteen, anywhere between 16, 21 pieces right. or so. Um, if the drummer is not hitting, if the drummer can't read, for example, um, it, it might create some challenges. Right. Um, and he has to be sort of like pushing the band without being ahead of the beat. Well, the right. same thing with the baritone saxophone. That's my function to carry that section right. to make sure we stay in that pocket. Right. As a soloist with Foxina Dixon and Wizard Chang, first of all, I have to pay everybody. So that's. <laughs> 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 the, the big band, I could just uh, show up on the gig on time. And get my, paid. <laughs> <laughs> and get paid. If I see the Dixon and win the change, sometimes I might have to forfeit my pay. No. <laughs> Everybody knows what I mean. So when you're the band leader, there's another administrative responsibility. And uh, also, I'm the soloist. I'm the primary soloist. Right. So I'm the I'm the front person. So right. that, that comes some other responsibility. When I'm playing with a group, like as a as an alto or soprano player, oh it's sweet. All I have to do is just follow instructions mm -hmm. and and blend and be a team player. You always have to be a team player. Yeah. But um it's a different type of team player. Am I right in assuming that in the smaller ensemble, it's easier to do more freestyle improv because there are fewer of you to coordinate than it would be in the big band? Or is, is that not a safe assumption? That's another good question. So look at it in numbers. So if you have five people and one person decide they're going to get out of step, right. it's more noticeable. That's another way of looking at it. Yeah, I, I have thought about that. Yeah. yeah, I understand your point. 
Yeah. So do you have more improvisational space when it's your turn to function that way? Yes. Because you can't have 25 people improvising. At the same time. At, right. you know, at the same time. Right. Or even the song would go on into next year. Right. Every, <laughs> so you can't. So you do have more leniency in that way with a smaller ensemble. Yeah. But you still have to because somebody who decides they're going to do their own thing, they're going to stick out like a sore thumb. Right. If right. you're amongst 25 people and you lose your place, you're not going to be as noticed. Right, right. You don't, you don't you're going to look crazy. You're going to annoy <laughs> everybody in the band, you know, and you're going to get fired. Yeah. But <laughs> we will survive as 24 other pieces, even though you got out of step. We will right. survive. Right. Okay. Yeah. Well, we've got a few minutes left, so I want to shift gears and, and focus on your upcoming program at the Delaware Theatre Company, which is coming up on August 6th and 7th. The program's called Five Women, uh, based inspired by Nina Simone's song, Four Women. So, Faustina, talk about how this came to be and, and what the program's going to look like and how people can find out more information about it. Oh, Paul, well, I get chills thinking about it. So I had this thought like maybe a couple of years ago and then came the pandemic and then came the Delaware Division of the Arts who had this opportunity for me to explore this part of me that I had wanted to do for so many years. I've been in a few plays, um, no major roles, but just basically as myself playing an instrument and having a few parts to say. Um, but I've never produced a play or had the nerve to actually put this together. And so the vision came a few years ago, then the grant opportunity came with Delaware Division of the Arts, and I decided this is the time to do it. Mm -hmm. I mean, I had been in the house for four years. <laughs> <laughs> Why not? So, um... I took, I, I, I took a leap of faith and I, I just, I started, the hard part was gathering these four other women. Mm -hmm. One of them, Jan Jeffries came very easy because she's one of the few female African percussionists that I know, that I know, let's make that clear because remember a lot of people think that there aren't many female saxophonists. And we're still dealing with that stigma. Right, right. So Jan Jeffries lives close to this in Philly. We, she played in my group Winds of Change in New York um, over 20 years ago. Okay. And she would commute back and forth. Um, that's how much we were working. And so I had never forgot about her dynamic personality and her playing. So she was easy for me to think of. Um, Mrs. Rogers. Now, when I was teaching in public school here in Delaware um, for Christina School District, uh, I met Miss, Mrs. Rogers. She was substitute teaching. And we, we talked. And eventually, I found that she was a classically trained singer. So I started taking lessons from her. And I fell in love with her. She was so tolerant of me because I would finish teaching 
and I was in a bad mood. Those kids had got on my nerves and I was just tired. And she was so patient with me and so nurturing. And so eventually she moved to New York. Uh, she had to move back to New York because she is of a particular age. Okay. And she had to go back to live with her daughter. But I never forgot her, her graciousness and her, I don't know, you know, all that mushy stuff. And so she was easy. I wanted a diverse group of women. So mm -hmm. now you have a jazz saxophonist, an African percussionist, and a classical singer. And now the blues singer and the jazz singer. The blues singer is Barbara D. And uh, the jazz singer is uh, Brenda Smith, who um, is very, very much known in the, um, really on the East Coast. Um, Barbara D. Mills is the blues singer from Chester. Okay. Um, so you have a jazz singer, blues singer, jazz saxophonist, African percussionist, and classical singer. And we have five different, extreme different experiences and musical styles. So five, five Women is coming up on August 6th and 7th at the Delaware Theater Company. I believe our listeners can get more information about that on the Delaware Theater Company site at delawaretheater.org and theater is spelled R-E. Faustina, we're running out of time here, so I'm afraid we're gonna to have to sign off, but it's been such a pleasure, pleasure chatting with you about your career as a musician and your upcoming program, Five Women. I encourage our listeners to check it out. I've heard you perform live and your work is amazing and I'm sure this program is gonna be tremendous. Oh, Paul, thank you. Yeah, you were easy to talk to. Oh, well, thanks. It's been great chatting with you. Thanks so much.